Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape rooms that we escaped from from in the previous episode of this podcast. I didn't quite been get it too out. Long. It's been too long since I've done it, but we'll keep it in. Uh, we, People have got to see your flaws. <laughs> they have to see that I'm a flawed human being. Uh, we just had a huge amount of fun uh, recording our Christmas episode, although it's for the first time ever been actually like about a week since we did it. Uh, but welcome back to our guest. I'm only five foot six, so it's big Alex Horn. Welcome. Ho, ho, ho. Happy Christmas again. It's, it's definitely Christmas. Um, well, by now, what is it? New Year's. New Year! Yeah, it's probably New Year's by now. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2021. Oh, thank God. Yeah. It's reached us at last. <laughs> it's finally over. Uh, that was heaps of fun having you on. How did you enjoy doing playing through one of our rooms? I mean, I genuinely loved it. I was. It was like being with my dad. As in, I, I, I was very glad to have you with me. In the same way, when I do when I do escape rooms with my kids, they're quite pleased to have me with them. I, you know, ah. I, I needed you, Bill, and you were there for me, and you got us out there. You saved Christmas, and it was mainly that the very last moment was where you really just took off like a rocket. Um, it was oh, brilliant. So yes. well done, Danny. It was <laughs> it was the first. You know, it's a real first for me, an audio virtual escape room. But I will be back. Oh, ah, yeah, awesome. look, if you ever want to come back, we will have you back if you want to play more of these. So you can do this with, you could, this is a good question. So you can do this with several people who are also remote. I could have a couple of people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my word. Without a doubt. Yeah, we could, just We've all had join what, into one like big call. four other people remotely for episodes. So the recording was all going and everything yeah. and it went nicely. And do they have to be sort of synchronized to, in terms of their brains? So they're not all starting. <laughs> well, look, as long as one person's thinking at any given time, it all works perfectly. Okay, right. I Give me some time. I will gather some people. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. If you ever want to come back, that'll be good. I don't know if this oh, might well, be the episode. This is just us kind. networking. Yeah, because it was lovely to have you. And uh, you're, it, was, it was very fun to have you on the show. And you're good. You, you did very well with this escape room. It I was thought. quite interesting to watch where the puzzles would fall uh, with mm. this one. Uh, seeing things like right at the beginning, the mailbox thing. Like that was both of you pulling together those steps piece by piece. That didn't feel like one person taking charge with that one and immediately seeing what was going on. You both sort of pieced that together a little bit. Mm. Yeah, it was it was reassuring for me at the beginning to pull my weight. Uh, <laughs> I think where I really struggled was the role playing bit that where you have to get the information out of them by talking instead of just looking at puzzles. So that that, that, that I was learning. That does not always happen, and it is always hard when it does. Especially for me, because I hate improvising. So <laughs> let's be honest, I don't know why that was my chosen mini game for this one. In the previous Christmas episode, so in the first one, uh, it was a Christmas trivia. Yes, we did a little right. Christmas trivia. You did not need to get the answers right. It was just for fun. Okay. What was the second one? The second one. In the second Christmas episode we did, that it was, was like family an Australian barbecue. It was Taboo. Barbecue. Oh, we yes, played we a game of Taboo. Game of nice. Trying to... Which was probably similar to this, in the, like trying to hint words without saying them. Oh, true, yes. except I wasn't playing, so it was much easier. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, what I thought was, what, the moment I thought, uh, this is not usually the format, but I'm going to say what I thought was your best moment. Oh, okay uh, then, Bill. Which, where I was very uh, Im impressed was how mm. quickly in the letters yep. for Timmy and Tommy and Tammy and Tummy, uh, you noticed all those hidden little 
me's in there between mm. words and things like that was I that I would have been stuck on that for a long time. That might be the greatest achievement of my life, I think. <laughs> I, I, I was very pleased with myself. Um, but I don't think that that uh, gets any anywhere close to my favourite bit, which is Danny's American accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I did an American accent somewhere. I didn't even I, notice. Oh, you did. You did. I'm pretty oh sure you did, didn't you? Let's be honest, apparently no one can even tell what my normal accent is, so probably. <laughs> could have been. Uh, I could tell you my, my, or our lowest moment, Bill, for, for, yes. from my opinion, was uh, Uncle Og. Oh, I have been, every <laughs> single day, I have been turning to Danny at random parts of the day and just being like, yell to Uncle Og, what were we yeah. doing? Yeah, I mean... It was staring us in the face. I, I guess that's what happens with these things a lot, isn't it? Because there's no obvious answer, but as soon as you see mm. the answer, it is obvious. So, yes. I think, yeah. I think I determined afterwards, I think my new, like the new thing I'm going to add to my puzzle-solving arsenal is if anything is ever written out in a circle like that, mm. I'm going to write the entire sentence just twice in a row. So then yes. I can scan it to see if it makes a full sentence anywhere. Which, when he told me this, uh, I commented, that reminds me of Christmas wrapping paper. Because, yes. you know, you get the same message written all over the wrapping paper and you've yeah. got to find now, the right Was that intentional? Spots. Absolutely not. <laughs> Goodness, no. But you're no. right. When you see a circle, you should, you should think, well, that's... I don't know why yeah. we started there. There was no reason we, why we should. And start we there. did. We we specifically said to each other like, "Oh, okay, maybe it starts from somewhere else. Like maybe you it starts started on the with the seat. You got clogged. On... Yeah. At one point, you got clogged. <laughs> clog. How are we this bad? And we oh, knew there was... was something clogged. We knew we had to unclog something. That was just yes. We were. <laughs> All we knew is that we needed to unclog, <laughs> and we saw unclog. Well, that's nothing. That can't be anything. They must mean Uncle Og. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle Og. Oh, that was embarrassing. Now, um, I, I think that it's a good thing that you've got that to take away from the other moment that, like, from the roleplay perspective, you, you threw a gnome in the fire. Yeah, you did throw a gnome in the fire. That was, <laughs> that did not take any coaxing. Uh, were you prepared for that? Do you have in your notes what happens if they throw the, the gnomes I, in the, the elves in the fire? Believe it or not, I don't. Uh, <laughs> that one threw me. Yeah, that I was expect... the question I had, Danny, for you, was in terms of your notes. Obviously... In, there's infinite possibilities. If, if you if it's just mm. us and a gnome, anything could happen. So <laughs> so are you just ready to react? Through, you you know roughly the scenario, mm. and you just have to roll with it. Generally, so in some of my rooms and in older ones, I had a lot more contingency notes for if they do this incorrect thing. Here is my bit of script, but I think I've right. just gotten a bit lazier with that, so I just make it up. Uh, but it is. I, I kind of wish that I had. If I if I had thought about it and tried to come up with things that I thought you might do, I reckon there's a chance I would have come up with throwing gnomes into fire. <laughs> I, I reckon there's a chance. Do you um, think, Danny, uh, do you think that there was a moment early on in this show, or like for the first kind of two years of this show, where you had trouble saying no to people? Yes. You would always try and justify their choices in a way that may... And you, you wouldn't... Ah, and now you've you developed that the habit gotta... of saying like, oh, can I open the window? And you go, no, sorry, locked, get out of here. Do you think that's when you stopped writing these contingency that's plans? That's entirely likely. And you just replaced them all with a big capital N-O? <laughs> that seems... Yeah, I believe that that could be a correlation. I like mm. that. Can I ask, Danny, what, if, if um, the gnome had stayed on the fire and burned to death, <laughs> would, would, would we still have been able to complete the mission? All right, so... If the we no just lost one of them. 
<laughs> just one gnome. We still have a backup gnome. Uh, I probably would have given the gnomes phoenix-like abilities, so uh, whichever one had burnt to a crisp, they would come back eventually. Okay. But, yeah, you might be stuck with just like one. Like some kind of baby Groot. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> that said, it, what... Co- what sequence of events would it have taken that you put the gnome on the fire and then <laughs> this creature <laughs> of its own free will mm. was not able to get out? Just hung out the fire like, you see what you've done to me? You see what's happening? I'm melting. I am melting. What a world. God, what a world. You're right. You're right. That's <laughs> fairly sociopathic. No, I, I, yeah. I guess I'd never been in this world before. So when you do escape rooms, there sometimes is a real person there. But you That's can't just true. Plonk them, you can't plonk them in the fire normally. So it was an opportunity... <laughs> That you couldn't miss, really. And uh, the same with the head It's very fair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, when are you going to get this chance again? I we, think that is something that is fun in these, is that, like, we can mess with things and break things and, and throw them around. And sometimes it's the right answer. Which you can't mm. do in a normal escape room, because they're sitting there going, like, you know that someone has to reset this afterwards, so you don't want to be too mean. Yeah. Uh, I, I hang all the locks. You know, I've started hanging locks back where on the lock we found them, so it's like, now they can just they can just click that shut. They don't need to find it again. I'm just trying to make it very easy for the staff. Now, are we've never that, actually... Are, are, you saying Danny didn't, are you saying Danny didn't have to clean up the virtual escape room? Exactly. Do you, you know? know how much coal you guys left and all of that yeah. junk you <laughs> left in that machine? Yeah. Ugh. Someone had to dig in. The, luckily, Danny has virtual gnomes to do all that for her. Oh, good. <laughs> Um, we've never actually done an escape room hmm. with a real live actor in it no. because actually communicating with real people terrifies me. Right. Um, so I do, I, I suppose I might be taking that out on people by making my characters just that little bit uncooperative. <laughs> and sometimes you do have to be a little bit harsh with them, a little bit head buddy. So mm. have you chosen not to do an escape room with a real person or you just happen to have not done one of them? Most of I mean, I don't I think, think it's mostly checked the mostly. It's most, I think it's mostly by chance that most rooms don't have one. Yeah. But I think if I saw that one did have a live actor in it, I would probably opt for their other room instead. <laughs> it, does, yeah. it does change it. It's quite interesting when there's a real mm. person in there because you know they're acting. And so, um, yeah, in, in a way, it breaks the magic for me because you're mm-hmm. not alone in that room. It's, you sort of go, well, they, they could just help. So, yeah, I think I would choose, <laughs> I would choose not to have a real person if there was a choice. Yeah, that's fair. And also uh, much better than I hear rumour that there are some escape rooms out there, maybe in the distant past, where the game master would be standing in the room with you, <laughs> just watching, all, ready all to I give hints if I, you need them. When and I that see the game me. master is in the room Ooh. with you, is all I have images of is like being in year seven and doing a speech in English class and having the English teacher at the back of the room with a little mm. uh, clipboard mm. looking up and kind of going, oh, okay, and just shaking their head whenever you say stuff wrong. Mm. That's all I picture, like... If the Game Master's in the room, you'd be reaching for a drawer and the Game Master'd be like, oh, searching that one yeah. again, I see. Ooh, yeah, I'd be looking at them the whole time. I mean, I, I do feel that when I'm doing an escape room, I feel the eyes of the people watching on CCTV, you know, the guys who are. <laughs> yes. I, I do <laughs> think uh, all the time they're watching and judging. Oh, I do, I do occasionally turn to any camera I can find to try and explain myself when yeah. I've done something silly. Like, no, look, what I was trying to do is this. It makes perfect sense. Please, yeah. believe yeah. me. And uh, in this situation, Danny was the judge, uh, judging eyes, I suppose. Yeah, oh, yes. how, how judgmental do I feel? <laughs> I think you're quite good. I think, you're, I think you don't uh, uh, judge people too much. And I think part of that is that your room design is usually really well put together. So people mm. very rarely get completely the wrong idea. I mean, they don't usually say yell to Unclog, 
Um, yeah. But I, I think I think you 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 do quite well. I think you get the opposite, which the the moment that happens a lot in the rooms you design is someone does something silly, and stupid, and they they're getting ready to be admonished. And then suddenly you say, no, no, that was the right thing. The, the door <laughs> opens. That's You were thinking that because I planted the idea in your head. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's a great sympathetic moment. to us as well, I think. You were quite, <laughs> quite it's patient an with us. It's an interesting <laughs> thing designing puzzles because ideally you want the people to solve it. And so if they can't solve a thing, you go, oh, no, what did I do? Why have I done this? Mm. If, I yeah. was, if I was Mr. Horn helping out and being nice with puzzles. You were Mrs. Horn. Not angry, but disappointed. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> did we um, did we do what you expected us to do, Danny, in terms of the speed? Were there, were there bits, apart from Unclog, that that uh, we were slow on? Slower than you thought we might be? <laughs> no, honestly, I think that you did everything pretty fantastically. And I was glad that that was a pausing point. Because I think that's going to make really good audio, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. going to sound fantastic. Uh, no, the really only thing that uh, caught me off guard was you asking about the window because I'd completely forgotten oh, about from the, the window. inside because yeah. you set up this whole backwards map that was facing yeah, inside. Yeah, sure, but that was just for outdoor purposes if you needed a map. Totally so didn't map, think about that. The, the map was the main red herring for me. Every, everything else had a use. Is that right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that the map is there. I, I think it was there to mm. avoid the outside knowledge of what's further north, the US or the UK. Or yeah. Australia, you never know. Well, no yeah. one thinks Australia was that. You never north. know. But no, yeah, there's know. the rule in escape rooms that ideally you'd want everything to be self-contained within the room to a, a reasonable extent. So mm. geographical knowledge shouldn't be required to solve puzzles. So I put it there just to show, hey, no, guys, it's okay. If people don't have geographical knowledge, this still works. Mm. That's interesting. And... What what's the sort of general uh, escape room etiquette on red herrings? Because it must be tempting just to chuck a load of stuff in there that does that do you know has no purpose at all, or is that unfair? I think it, it tends to get more frowned upon. Yeah. I like everything to have a purpose. My biggest problem in a lot of early rooms, actually, and medium rooms, was that I would create the rooms in very ordinary settings, just like uh, a dining room and yeah. the, and stuff like that, and therefore. To make sense, a dining room has to have chairs. I can't keep coming up with puzzles for chairs. For so I'm sorry, yeah. there are just chairs now. Yeah, so sure. that could potentially be seen as a red I, herring. I, I but... think I always find red herrings are only... I find red herrings are only acceptable in an escape room context when it takes about 10 seconds to confirm that it's a red That's herring. That's fair. Right? Like if mm. you see a clue on the wall and you're like, oh, what is that? And then you'd like try and pull it and it opens up and a little red fish falls out and goes, ha, gotcha. That's okay. Yeah. But we've, like the worst room we've ever done involved uh, this like 25 minute long puzzle that was continuously solvable and had clear steps of you were making progress in it. And then when you finally finished it was pure nonsense that didn't lead anywhere. Yeah, and I was like, not, oh, well that made me angry. I, I spent the entire just, time doing that was, one, so that, I was out of the rest of the room. It was just this, like, oh, okay, that was just an ins like an actual aggressive insult to the player. Yeah, that one was hurtful. Yeah. Uh, designers yeah. also like having the phrase, uh, people make their own red herrings. That is true. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like if we had suddenly obsessed over the fact that these elves had pointy hats, we were like, this must be important. The pointiness of the elves, of, of the gnome hat, is a key part of this puzzle, and try and take it and 
find like pointy things and poking the hat into them. That'll be us making our own red herring. Yeah, well, I thought the, the nice written on their jumpers was going to have a purpose, I suppose. In my head, I was always mm. waiting to come back to that. Did that? It didn't really have anything, did it? I, apart from... Uh, no, it was just a signpost that they had the that they may have been in charge of the nice naughty yeah, stickers. Yeah, so if we knew, like, because I think yeah, that was something we didn't do, but we may have been able to do was think we're looking for nice and naughty. They're yeah. currently labelled as nice. Maybe they have access to the to the nice labeler. Yeah, and, and then maybe would have we would have shifted one, our focus. Exactly. I thought maybe one of them was going to be nice and one of them actually naughty, and was going we were going to have to find out somehow. But uh, I think I considered hmm. that, but then I just thought it would be weird, right? <laughs> For Santa to oh, hire naughty exactly. elves. Exactly. Like, does that feel <laughs> oh, that like a thing? That didn't sound right. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you're sometimes thinking it would be weird having designed that whole thing, which was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this whole thing is slightly weird, I suppose, in some people's eyes. But but you're right. There has to be a logic, doesn't there? Otherwise, it falls mm. apart. Yeah, there's weirdness in levels. There's an mm. accepted weirdness. Mm -hmm. And then there's just, uh, oh, why is that there at all? <laughs> All right. Uh, I should also point out just a special thing. Uh, gnomes, not elves for this yeah. one. Why was uh, that? Which have clarified. Just to be mean to us? Oh, no, that was in no way to be mean to you. That was because we had, by astonishing coincidence, two Patreon donors who, when I sent off there, hey, thanks, you're going to be in the NPC character pool. And they requested gnomes. Two separate people two separate said, people. can I be a gnome, please? Aww. So Claire and Patrick, thank you so much. I I don't know if I made it work seamlessly, but I did my they best. They are officially gnomes. And also, thank you so much to Lynn, who was our upside down Christmas record loving child Lovely. in this room. Oh, yeah. And to Lan, our good friend Lan, who I, I told her before, uh, while I was writing the room, I said, hey, would you like to be the villain in the Christmas room? Yeah, she said, yes. Lan. Wow. And then when she did the play test, everyone seemed to, she, she, I think she'd forgotten that because <laughs> she, she said, surprised. hey, what's your name? And I said, oh, it's Lan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. I'll tell you um, one thing I learned. Uh, I learned about mm. looking at the back of the door. That's interesting. Oh, you always check the door. I, in an yeah. early escape room, actually, two early escape rooms, my very first escape room, I was wounded by that. Uh, something on the back of the door was of vital importance and took about 15 minutes mm. to see. So, yeah, I've never let that go. The door is always a, an important feature of the room. And I think especially in this context where you, you're never going to accidentally look at a door because you're not physically looking at anything, <laughs> you always have to remind yourself, there was a door as well. Mm. It's not just yeah. going to be the exit. It might give me a hint. Uh, so and so we, any feature, we any feature could be important. Any mm. feature. Hmm. Mm. Ex well, except oh. for the candy cane. The candy cane chimney flue was just decorative. The actual candy cane-ness mm. of it. I did have something in mind for that, but by the end of it, it turned out completely unnecessary. So it was just decorative in the end. I was going to say like the candy cane, the colors of it matched the color on the mat or the color of the presence or something oh, to, to indicate that the they two, were connected. The but the clue oh. that ends up coming out of that in and out, in and in up, up, that ends up being yes, clear enough. That was enough of a connection. Exactly. It would have been yeah. overconnected otherwise. Yeah. So I think in my notes, it actually specifies cool, like this candy cane fireplace, here are some colors for it as well. But yeah, didn't need it in the end. So mm. instead, it was just a weird physics-defying joke. <laughs> Did you think about taking it out? Did you have a moment of being oh, like, God. "Oh, I'm not using no, the candy No, I wrote cane? the room, and then I put it completely out of my mind. <laughs> yeah, didn't think about it again. This is a very rare example in our. So there's a thing that that I don't know if it's the official term for it, but there's a thing in real escape rooms you'll often find, which are ghost puzzles. 
which are <laughs> like these these leftover and these will often be what comes across as red herrings is there'll be stuff that looks like it's important and looks like it's part of a puzzle because at some point in the room's history it was a puzzle right. and then they decided it was too hard or it didn't make sense and they took it out either during development or once they'd already opened and sometimes you find these things in physical rooms you see these objects you think why is that that is clearly a puzzle and it never comes into it it's because probably six months ago it was a puzzle uh, but they can't redesign the whole room they just sort of took out the bits that made it a puzzle and left it in there I you see, see that a lot in physical rooms. Mm. I think this is possibly our first example of that in one of our... Because you could literally have taken it out <laughs> That's very with fair. two seconds worth of backspacing. Yep. You, could have, you could have gone onto your computer and backspaced <laughs> the word candy cane and just had it gone. Yep. <laughs> I know have... it's in there. Do you know about ghost words in dictionaries? Ooh, oh, no. are they like the are they the same as like uh, paper paper towns on maps? What is a ghost word in a dictionary? Yeah, uh, not quite. Well, there's the, the famous one is the word dord, D-O-R-D. Oh, yep. I do know dord. Oh, that yeah. was because it was it was too it was meant to be abbreviations D, D, or, D. or D, and it yeah, got sort and of and then the f- yeah, and that stayed in a few dictionaries, and now I think it means a ghost word is adored. Oh, ah. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I like the idea of ghost tasks in a virtual world. Completely pointless. <laughs> yes, why is it there? Just take it out. Um, did you have uh, at all for you? Did you have a favourite moment? You're looking of design? at me. By Sorry, the way. I am. Yeah. Did you for you, Danny? Uh, did you have a favourite? thing that you designed for this room? Oh, by far it was the mailboxes because I wanted multiple mailboxes, but those, I didn't make up those addresses on them. Those are every country has an official address Mm. to send your mail to Santa. And so I wanted to use those. And then I would look at, for example, Australia's is Santa North Pole 9999. So if I want to use that number and like make the ninth letter, well, I have to use the ninth letter. There's no other option. So I have to use a T. That's interesting. What can that do? And then America's was 88888. So, all right, what's the eighth letter, I guess? Okay, that's an A. All right, what can I do with that? And then thankfully the UK's was a little bit more helpful. Coincidentally, four and five matched up with H and E. And I wrote down those letters, T-A-H-E. And I went, oh, thank God that spells a thing. (laughs) And I just like it when things work neatly. Mm. Yeah, I I Googled that. British postcode mm. when you said it. Was, is that cheating to Google stuff? I mean, usually, but it doesn't usually help. So I suppose it's fine. Yep. Right. Oh, yeah, I, it, it was nice. I, it made me feel validated. Okay. Yeah. I didn't mean to cheat until I'd done it. I thought, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to do that. But I, <laughs> it was quite I pleasing to know that UK has gone for a genuine postcode for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> um. Did you did you find that was a how like, was a really different experience having something preset that you had to put a puzzle onto rather than be able to have Honestly, free control? Honestly, no, because that's always what I do when I'm designing escape rooms is I preset objects and then figure out all right how the hell does this make a puzzle? So it just mm. felt exactly the same. That's interesting. Hmm. I like that. Uh, alternatively, uh, those wreath puzzles that yell to unclog. I had, I'm pretty sure, looking at my notes, I had decided yell to unclog was going to be the solution. And then I had to write the poem around that while Ooh. also getting the north-south thing in there. How did that go? Yeah, interesting. It didn't take me too many attempts. You can see my tiny scribbles. It was basically always in its final form. So I think I was just on a um, just poetic a, roll. You just had a poem ready. Mm-hmm. Daddy, why, that did was we fun. Have to, why, why did we have to type in yell instead of just yelling? Because uh, I believe I wanted, I specifically had in my notes that I wanted to troll you. You, right. ju- you just wanted to have the moment of us yelling, fruitlessly screaming into a yeah. machine to try and make no, it work. I, exactly. I admire that. <laughs> yeah, that's good. 
again, have done that in an escape room multiple times in the real world. So mm. I just wanted to spread some of that hurt and betrayal. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. Look, I had, I had a huge amount of fun with this. Um, so I wanted to mention one little thing. Uh, which is unrelated to the episode that we did, but it's a Taskmaster-based question. Mm. Uh, I think the thing in Taskmaster, for people who haven't watched Taskmaster, go watch it. What are you doing? Uh, but uh, I think the thing that was our first moment while we were watching Taskmaster where we thought, ooh, Alex Horn, I think, would be a lovely guest for the show, was specifically the task that involved you... Spoiler, spoiler warning, holding a key mm. and then sending everybody on this sort of wild goose chase of following clues. To me, and, and, and then eventually they found out that there was a key in your hand and they used it to unlock your handcuffs. Now, to me, that seemed like a task that was specifically, explicitly escape room uh, based, like, in, like inspired by escape rooms. Was that the case or was it something that you came up with separately? I think that was separately. Um... And then I sort of discovered escape rooms and realised, as you say, yeah, the the links between them, I suppose. Because uh, mm. like, what, what came before escape rooms? You know, I guess it's um, choose your own adventure, I suppose, for me. Mm. Um, but what I found interesting with that task was, I think if you guys had done it, you would have checked my hands immediately. <laughs> we and, may have checked the hands. <laughs> yeah, and I did. we did a, a one series of Taskmaster in America and one of the contestants, mm. we did yep. the same task and one of the contestants did look in my hand immediately and found that it. Was and that was amazing. That was great. We kind of wanted that to happen because you want five different reactions. Um, mm. But it would, if they'd all done it, obviously it'd be ruined. And that's quite interesting when you lay all these traps or steps and you want them to go through all of them. But if they do, it's a bit tedious. So, um, <laughs> you know, if five people do the same thing. So, yeah, I think it was just not coincidence, but it was, uh, yeah. It, mm. But it, yeah. Did, it did have that same flavour. It had this... Go Definitely. from this to this, try and find the little hidden clue. Find the, you know, it's not really a clock or a phone. Find the like, other fake you've had phone. U, you've had a UV torch revealing a clue mm. in the yeah. past, and that's yeah. classic old-school escape room. Yeah, but I guess it's spy kits as well when you're a kid. You know, it's mm. really puzzles. Ah, that's a good it's, point. Yeah, puzzles and, and my, kids, my kids still get these spy kits, and it's still the same old stuff, you know, with letter <laughs> puzzles and holding patterns over things. And the team, there's a guy in the team called Andrew who is very much in this world, uh, and he's he's into making board games and uh, not so much escape rooms actually, but I th I think there's a real crossover between oh, yeah. games, escape rooms, and Taskmaster, I suppose. So yes, I'm glad you spotted. You know, you've given me hope because I still don't feel <laughs> good at escape rooms. I I don't think I've ever escaped one without any hints from, from oh, the master. Oh no, that's completely normal. Is it? It's frustrating. Look, if, you ever, if you ever need a hint, you just blame the designer. You yeah. say, oh, they designed this, so it needed hints. How dare they? Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> That's how yeah. you get them. And actually, we, when, in that task, I think we had to give hints as well because, you know, we, we all have Ooh. to have lunch at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, you need to just cut it short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking right. of which, oh. maybe we should leave that episode here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I, I thought that was going to be a wrap up, but then you said speaking of which, and I thought you had something really no, big and important. Speaking of cutting it short, oh, we should okay. wrap it up. Um, well, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It was it was lovely to have you. We're we're happy to have you again, uh, and you did great. It was really fun playing. Through it was the room an absolute pleasure having you well, both play together. Well, thanks both of you, Danny. Thanks for designing it, and Bill. Thanks for being my friend or colleague. Uh, acquaintance. 
Okay. Yeah, like oh, it went a brief, chilly. Brief acquaintance. But no, I, I mainly felt afterwards, I really want to do it again because I, you know, I, there was a bit of hand holding and now I think I could tackle it. I, I'd quite like to do it with, you know, with a friend of mine to see if we've got mm. any, any skills. But I'd worry that I'd go into another one expecting it to be the same. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Now, where are those gnomes? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And I'll, I will spread the word. Yes. Oh, I'm so lovely. glad. Thank you. Um, and uh, if people wanted to find more of you or, or watch more Taskmaster, where, where can they find you and things that you do? Uh, I guess YouTube is w weirdly now the place. You know, we do this game with that you vaguely mentioned Tim, with Tim Key and Mark Watson, which is a really stupid game, uh, which we played for 20 years now called No More Jockeys. Which is we're kind of trying to spread that word around the place. It's a game that you can play with your friends on car journeys, and uh, yeah, go and find that. Taskmaster is. We've a, got know, a car journey this week. Yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah. It's a game. It's a game that you'll you know it can last you hours and hours, and it involves memory and uh, creativity and debating. So, yeah. Mm. Have we have definitely up. been enjoying that oh, and yeah. playing it ourselves. And oh, I have managed to succeed at the one amazing task of Bill started and then I got out immediately. <laughs> Oh, Just yes. in one turn. First guess yep, going out. first guess wrong. Oh, really? Terrible. That is impressive. You picked, uh, you did a, a Penelope pit stop, basically, no same first letters, and I went Inspector Jap from the Poirot That's books, right. and it turns out his first <laughs> name is James. I challenged. I, oh, really? I, I, I suspected he'd have an alliterative name, and he did. That's uh, a great challenge. We played it last night, actually, and I went out. I was very frustrated. If you go out on a technicality, or you go out and you misunderstood one of the rules, it's very <laughs> frustrating. <laughs> That's what happened last night. Uh, wonderful. Oh, yeah. We just got past the Anne Hathaway uh, episode, so that one, yeah, there was definitely oh, some oh, real confusion that with that. Quite uh, it happens a lot. <laughs> Trouble is, we tend to drink as well. That's the problem. <laughs> we... That's what throws you off. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. <laughs> well, uh, we'll have links to all the fun things you can see that Alex Horn is doing in the show notes below. Uh, and if you want to find more of what we're doing, pretty much everything that we've got going on is at consumethismedia.com. Uh, there's also links to our Discord if you want to chat with us and other fans of the show in the links below. Uh, and, yeah, I hope you have a wonderful uh, Christmas and New Year's. We'll be back in a few weeks. There'll be a little bit of a break, and then we'll be coming back with a new season of Connected Arcs. Yeah, and we may have a little bits of bonus episodes in the middle there. Possibly some bonus episodes yep. coming over the New break. Arc. I will have completely written it by now. I'm, I'm totally ready. <laughs> Definitely. Yep. Uh, wonderful. Uh, and also, if you want to support the uh, network, you can sign up for our Patreon if you want to appear like our gnomes uh, in this episode. Uh, if you want to get a whole bunch of bonus episodes, all the playtest audio, a whole series of two-minute murder mysteries that we're doing there. Uh, and also, check out our other show. Go check out Solve This Murder. It's a good show. It's great fun. And go listen to that. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.